Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Tales and Tunes. I'm your host, Frankie. The track bringing us into this week's show, I'm, I'm guarantee you've heard some rendition of this track at some point in your lives, especially if you've been gaming since the Sega Genesis days. That track, of course, being Green Hill Zone Act 2. That's the Sonic Mania version composed by T. Lopez. I remember when Sonic Mania came out, you know, it was a game that a lot of us who had grown up with Sonic never thought we'd see Sega even try to do again. Sonic Generations being the closest thing, and even that's kind of... You have some of the classic 2D Sonic, but then you got the 3D Sonic that, you know, is kind of... But... Yeah, so Sonic Mini was a really cool thing. You know, you had a lot of these really classic Sonic levels, obviously the music kind of being brought forward to today's, you know, tastes and preferences in terms of, you know, how the game plays and controls. And a lot of us never thought Sega would do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's always been this tone deaf. We're going to keep putting out these really shitty 3D Sonic games that nobody likes, which obviously they've continued to do. I, I know people like Sonic Frontiers, but I haven't I haven't messed around with it yet, and I'm not sure if I'm really interested in it, but that's neither here nor there. So this next track we're going to get to is from one of my favorite first-person... I don't know if you want to call it a survival shooter. I mean, it kind of is, but uh, that's uh, Metro Last Light. Uh, this game came out on the PlayStation 3. It was one of the last games I remember playing when I met Jen, was, was when this game had just come out. And I remember I pushed off playing it for a while because, you know, we we met like a week after this game came out. And, you know, so it's a game that I was slowly kind of working on. But also, you know, when I had time for gaming, you know, and and aside from, you know, trying to find time to go on dates with Jen, um, you know, it was it it was one of those games that really like I started playing it and hours would go by and it'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I should probably go do some today. But uh it was it was great it's one of those games you can kind of approach you can go in guns blazing or you could approach it stealthily and it was kind of cool because it was a lot of environmental stuff you could manipulate as well so you're trying to be stealthy you can go through you can you you have a silencer equipped you can shoot out light bulbs you can go in on screw light bulbs um you know a lot of different ways to put out light and make yourself invisible so you could sneak up on you could either incapacitate or you know shank people to death if you wanted to but the music you're listening to from last light so in between each chapter in last light you kind of got this recap from rtm about the events that have kind of gone on and he would you know kind of detail and give you an idea of what's what, what you're going getting into the next chapter so it's kind of like a loading screen cutscene in a way but, you know, each of these had, like, some music that would play with them. So one of the ones that uh, stuck with me and, you know, I heard it on the soundtrack, I was like, I remember this. You know, so every time you hear this jingle, I think of Metro. But it's titled Train to the Past, and it's composed by Alexei Amolchak. <laughs>
PS3, every uh, every year I kind of start looking at stuff on the PS3 going, I should sit down and play this and go for the Platinum Trophy, because I have a lot of games on the PS3 that I put time into, and I got pretty far on the trophy list, and I think I only have a few trophies left to get a Platinum in. And then there's games that I've probably fired up one time and then just sort of set aside and figured I'd eventually come back to. And for whatever reason, Sly Cooper Thieves in Time is one of those games. Now, it doesn't help that this one wasn't like a sucker punch developed Sly Cooper game. This was Sanzaru. And they kind of did this thing where I think, from what I understand, this game ends on a cliffhanger. And, you know, Sucker Punch did that with Sly Cooper 3, so when San... It was one of the cool things about this was when Sanzaru was porting the Sly games to the PS3 doing the HD collection, you know, obviously they got trophy support, and if you get the Platinum Trophy for Sly 3, you know, the the description for it was, got all the trophies in Sly's final outing, and that's like, dot, 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 really? Final? So, you know, them kind of teasing that, you know, they're going to be the ones returning to Sly Cooper at some point in time in that trophy list was really cool but the game eventually came out and it's Sly Cooper and I just I don't know I I know it came out the same day as Dead Space 3 back in 2013 so we're 10 years removed from this game being out and I just haven't sat down to to really play it and I feel kind of you know like I'm letting my own inner Sly Cooper fanboy down but like I said before this isn't Sucker Punches Sly Cooper it's somebody else kind of taking the reins and that's that's fine and well, but you know, it's the other thing too for me is if I'm looking at my trophy list, I've got platinum trophies for Sly one through three. I need to get the platinum and thieves in time. It's just something I have to do at some point. So uh we're gonna listen to the main title theme from Thieves in Time. This is composed by the amazingly talented Peter McConnell. <laughs> So before we wrapped up at Short Pause, uh, we got to do a lot of developer interviews with a lot of really cool indie game makers for a lot of these indie games that we had enjoyed, you know, when we were covering them on Short Pause. And one of the guys we got to interview was Mike O'K from Breakfall Games when they released this really fun-ass indie game called Pizza Titan Ultra. <clears throat> so if you're not familiar with this game, essentially 
it's Crazy Taxi. It's the closest we've had to a Crazy Taxi game since Crazy Taxi. But uh, you play as this giant uh, mech, and its whole purpose is to deliver pizzas. <laughs> so you're racing around the city, destroying buildings, collecting clocks to extend your timer, to deliver as many pizzas as you can in whatever amount of time it has set per level. So... It's a game very high replay value in terms of, you know, you're replaying levels to unlock more levels because you're using the in-game money you, you make from delivering to unlock, like, the next delivery area that you can deliver to. So, a uh, really fun game, though. Like I said, if you were a Crazy Taxi fan before, like, this is, it, this this very much scratches that itch. So, the track you're going to listen to from this game, and one of the cool things about this is when you boot the game up, the first time you hear this track in the game... Um, Mike O'K, one of the, uh, the, uh, founders and, and developers of the game actually also composed the music, but, uh, one of the, one of the guys he was working on the game with actually made one of these little sing-along screens, you know, so you got the little bouncing red ball going over the lyrics to the song as, as for the intro to the game. So, uh, really cool thing to look out for if you do just sit down and play this. Uh, but this is the Pizza Titan Ultra theme song, uh, performed by Mike O'K. <laughs>
All right, so sticking with our running theme of the show, we're going to listen to a track from one of my favorite ver- of those games, Runner 2. Uh, this is one of those games I, I played a lot of, but also didn't make a lot of progress in, and that's because I got stuck in the loop of going for the different gold medals as you're going between each level. I think it was medals for that game, but um, basically you're kind of going through these different levels, collecting coins and you know different um, hidden collectibles, and trying to get through on the most optimal map possible without hitting anything or doing anything to lose any time. So the track we're listening to from Runner 2 today is Welcome Wonderland, and this is composed by... I have Gage and Games, but they've changed their studio name so many times. I think they're Choice Provisions now? Yeah, Choice Provisions. So this is... It was an in-house... Um, they composed it in-house. So again, this is Welcome Wonderland from Runner 2.
All right, so this next track is from, uh, look, this is probably like the biggest reason to never do a fucking weekly, not weekly, episodic uh, video game anymore. <laughs> so obviously The Walking Dead popularized these games back in uh, the mid-2010s with uh, season one of The Walking Dead. Very popular game, blew up, very successful for Telltale until they fucked everything up eventually. But, you know, the whole thing with this is like you release an episode and then a period of time goes by you know, kind of, it became a month, it was supposed to be a month at first, and then, you know, you would release the next episode. Now, over time, you know, you had more people getting in on that formula, because obviously you're getting money up front for a season pass for a game, but maybe you don't sell enough, and then, you you know, you, your release schedule falls behind, because you're starting to do other shit to kind of, you know, keep the studio up and running, while still trying to complete the the game you're working on. You know, we saw this happen with, um, I think Activision did like a, 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 what is it, King's Tale, is it, that they their, their episodic thing is? They had one they did. Um, obviously, Square Enix with Life is Strange was very successful. And <clears throat> who else had one? Somebody else did one of these two that was uh, pretty, pretty well known. Oh, I'm thinking still of Telltale with uh, Wolf Among Us, where it just kind of, you know, time between episodes kind of got further and further between each episode. And it was very frustrating, very annoying, because, you know, four months later, it's like, well, I've played six other games. What, what were we doing again in this? You know what I mean? So I started trying to take like a wait until the whole season's out approach. And I think a lot of these places kind of got that hint, too, with a lot of people, because now like Life is Strange releases and it's all the episodes as it should be, quite honestly. But... <clears throat> One of the games that released during this time under the same idea was a game called Blues and Bullets. So this debuted on Xbox and it was really cool because it's, you know, this whole alternate history, you're Elliot Ness and, you know, you're you're kind of working with Al Capone and I think his daughter, I think, or something was with the thing. But it's this really wild, like alternate history thing. The game's in black and white. You know, you got the red blood accents here and there, but the the problem with this fucking game is there are two episodes that are available and that's it they they never released the other three episodes the studio basically just vanished into the ether without any fucking words about it and it sucks because this is one of the probably coolest of those games that that was available just like in terms of the actual content itself because it's you know i mean like i'm one of those people like i enjoy alternate you know reality historical pieces and this was just like the era that i enjoy the most you know your prohibition era and you know kind of touching on the untouchables story arcs and stuff it was really neat and uh, if, if you played it on playstation the thing that pisses me off the most i didn't do this because i played the first two episodes on xbox because the achievement lists are per game on xbox so you can get the 100 percent completion for each episode on xbox and you're fine PlayStation, however, you when when they brought the game over there, these two episodes are already available. I, I assume they had every intention of finishing out the the season, but they never did. So you have a trophy list with trophies for episodes three through five that you need to complete to get the platinum trophy. Obviously, impossible to get. So it's like, well, fucking damn it, dude. <laughs> so. The track we're going to listen to is the main theme from Blues and Bullets, composed by Damian Sanchez. So uh, just sit back, enjoy this, and if you have any interest in checking out what this game was, play it on Xbox, 
because if you're a completionist or one of those people like me who's going to have an incomplete trophy list, like unfortunately, unintentionally, you're going to be stuck with a, pla- a trophy list with an un- unobtainable platinum, and ugh, it drives me nuts. So um, enjoy the main theme from Blues and Bullets. So this next track we're getting to is a request from my good friend JD. So he was texting me a couple days ago about some of the episodes he had listened to. We were talking about some, just some classic gaming music that we've enjoyed. Uh, you know, like I said, JD kind of turned me on to this whole formula of a podcast, just sitting down and listening to some really great music. Uh, you know, when he had done play and listen back in the past, I had always enjoyed it. You know, hijacked his up his podcast a few times. You know, did my own kind of one of these with him. So. I, I, it's one of those things I really hope that if at some point in time JD does make a return to play and listen, you know, we need more gaming music podcasts out there. You know what I mean? Like I can't be the only, I mean, I'm, I know there's other gaming music podcasts out there, but you know what I mean? Like I, it, it's always nice to have more music to listen to. So we were talking about the, uh, the episode that I had the, uh, Canadian, um, train station music from Sly Two. And I was, you know, telling him like, yeah, man, when I used to, you know, when I was in school, like working on a paper or something, I would, I'd have this on in the background. I'd just go and like perch myself up somewhere and, you know, kind of work on my paper, like nod my head to the music. And, and it became one of those just really cool motivational background pieces of music I'd leave on basically an endless loop. So he was telling me that he had a track like that as well. Uh, This one is Servants of the Mountain from Final Fantasy X. And how he would just, if he wanted to just sort of sit down and relax, take a nap, work on his martial arts at home, uh, whatever it is he wanted to do, like this was his go-to, I'm going to sit down and, you know, just kind of zone out and listen to some really great music in the background. So 
Uh, again, this is Servants of the Mountain from Final Fantasy X, composed by Masashi Hamoazu.
All right, so before we head out this week, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Tales and Tunes. If you, like my friend JD, have any requests, send me a YouTube video on Twitter at ViperStrike, V-Y-P-R-S-T-R-Y-K-E. Just include the video and then just, you know, tell me why you love this track so much and I will get it on the show, share your opinion of it, and we will all listen to and enjoy it with you. With any of these episodes, if there's any music that you hear on the show that you're like, man, I really wish I had that soundtrack. If it's commercially available in any way, shape, or form that's reasonable, I gotcha, fam. If you, wherever you're listening in the description, there are links to purchase the tracks that are featured on the show. So please, please, please support the people who make this really cool podcast possible and their excellent music and hope that they keep making more. <laughs> so the track you're going out with this week is from a fighting game that I have not nearly enough time invested into, and that's Tekken 7. So when this came out, I was working at GameStop, and at that time I was working three fucking jobs because I was insane and didn't have a life <laughs> outside of work. So uh, when we worked at the store, they gave the managers codes for some of the games. I don't know if they still do that, but um, if it was a game my manager wasn't interested in, he knows I'm you know big gamer, so he would you know be like, oh, hey, you you any interest in this one? Because it was either me or this other guy that would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, man, I'm pretty excited about Tekken Seven. So. I had that and uh, fired up a few times on the uh, Xbox One, and I really did like what I had played of it. Like I said, I unfortunately didn't play enough of it, but I played enough to know that, man, this is a game that I should pick up on the PlayStation and probably go for the Platinum Trophy. I know my, my friend John Place did, got the Platinum in Tekken 7. I know um, you know he's also very excited about Tekken 8. I'm very excited about Tekken 8. Can't wait for that to come out this summer. But the track we're going to get to from Tekken 7 is titled The Day Before the Glass Matrix First, and it's composed by Sinaj. So enjoy this. I'll see you guys back here next Monday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time for another episode of Tales and Tunes. (laughs) 